What? Oh, welcome. Sorry. sorry. Welcome, oh, Andy. We, we, we're gonna, you're going to have to start this again, Dad. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, that's the way premature. That's it. Uh, take it away, Andy. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's what we're doing, everyone, now. If you hadn't already established it, this is the usual, the three usual suspects bringing you another installation. Installation? No, installment of Witch Carl Weekly. Um, fresh off the back of our biggest night of the automotive calendar. Uh, we are all a little bit worse for wear. Scotty's not because he no, is some tired. some kind of android that doesn't need sleep or oh, nutrition or anything. I'd get so much more done if I didn't need like 13 hours of sleep a night. You, really? You're one of them, are you? Yeah. I You'll never be a prime I need, minister. Then. I need lots of sleep. Um, my name is Daniel Gardner and I am joined by the regulars, Scott Newman, associate editor of Motor Magazine and deputy editor of Wheels Magazine, Andy Enright, to talk about car things. This week, it is very specific, but also not at the same time. What am I talking about? It is the AMAs, was just last night. That is the Australian Motoring Awards. It is the night of nights for us. It's when we hand out all the awards to all of the deserving manufacturers, and also shame all the ones that aren't. No, that's not true. That's not part of it, really. But it should be. It'll be fun. Those awards include the 4x4 of the year, the Motor Performance Car of the Year, the Witch Car Style Award, and of course, whether we like it or not, the one that everyone is really interested in, Wheels Car of the Year. And we thought it would be a good idea to have a little sit down and chat. Good way to get back together, guys. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been in the podcast studio together. What a great way to bring us back together. Car of, cars of the Year is the topic of The best today. of the best. Yes. Where do we begin? Should we start with 4x4? I think so, yeah. now before none we... of us was actually on the test. Yeah, we can say what we want about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally wrong decision. Bunch of clowns. Don't know what they're talking about. The, the, That's all the jokes, of course. We should, as some kind of caveat and disclaimer, we should say that we would love to have got a member of the 4x4 Australia team in here, but it is a bazillion degrees already, so a fourth person would have been probably violating health and safety uh, And there tend to be these bearded feral men who beat you to death with the back yeah. of a shovel. And they, I mean... They're, rather, know, they're frightening, aren't they? That's I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't want to stereotype but they're not mad on washing are they you know what i mean they love go- main reason they go camping is because they don't, don't have to shower well the while we're you know character assassinating all these people <laughs> l- let me be the voice of uh the, dis- the dissenting voice is of any of the judging panels you'd have to say the four by four of the year panel has by far the most experience well yeah because they're all 75 years old well yeah we, well yes okay um but you know Jed Bulmer, formerly of this parish, formerly the the boss of this parish, Dave Morley. Jed uh, Bulmer was, was Morley on the four by four. He this was. Year. Yeah. was Jed, Jed Bulmer was pretty good in the Kluger, so I'd yeah. want him on the uh, yeah. oh. on the four by four panel. Oh. Fra- uh, Fraser Stronach, Matt Radonikus. They have a lot of knowledge. No, they're, they're good blokes. Absolutely. Yeah. And for all my, I was very tongue in cheek. My scathing remarks of them. I was on the four by four of the year uh, assessment um, gig last year for twenty the twenty nineteen result. Yes. Um, and it is an incredibly, um, look, it's, it's, a, it's a week's worth of testing. I mean, I know Wheels Car of the Year knocks that into a cocked hat. Is it a week's worth of testing food by uh, Glenn Torrance? It is. <laughs> actually, that's wonderful. So those who know Glenn Torrance know exactly what Andy's talking about. Um, the, the year that I did it, we had Macca doing the catering. Okay. So we actually had eggs. Because oh, Glenn Torrance has a thing about eggs and he doesn't yeah. take them. It's, he says they're weird and has never elaborated more on it than that. I'd make, I'd join him in that. Let's can we, let's let's just talk about cars. Sorry, we were digressing. Rapidly. This isn't which food month uh, weekly. I'm sorry, I'm battling a fearsome hangover and lack of sleep. 
from the AMAs, which is what we're talking about. Brilliant. Thereby bring it back into topic. So let, let's go. What won 4x4 of the year? It was the Jeep Wrangler. Rubicon. Yes. Diesel. Diesel. Um, worthy winner? Yeah, I think so. Everyone, I, I mean, I've talked to other people, even the other car companies. I mean, the Wrangler has its... It's it's very specific in what it can do, you know, in, in its strength, which is going off-road, which is why it won 4x4 of the year, obviously. Yeah. But I've had yeah, people from other car companies go, this thing is amazing. Like, compared to maybe our off-roaders, which they would probably argue that are, are slightly better on-road or yeah. slightly more comfortable. But when the going gets tough, nothing can touch the Wrangler. And which 100%. I think was the sentiment last night. Like, yeah. it may be specialised in the same way GD3 RS are specialised for the track or... Electric yeah. cars specialised for everyday use, but it is what it specialised at. It yes. does beautifully, totally, and that's why four by four Australia is such uh, has such relevance and it and works hmm. so nicely to balance all other um, awards. Is that you could, most people get in a Wrangler only ever drive it on the road and say it's a terrible car, but hmm. actually it's because you're not really using it in its, in its yeah, intended exactly. environment. So I was really happy it won that because it did silence a lot of people who think it's a terrible car when you actually. Put it to its intended purpose. It's bloody standout and absolutely astonishing. It's also very cool, that car. It is. Yeah. And the one we had at the awards is in that amazing metallic zombie green, yeah. which is awesome. And it's amazing that you can, again, like Motors track stuff, it's it's amazing you can get a car off the showroom floor. Like you can go and buy one and then drive it straight up a mountain. You don't need to yeah. put different tires on it. You don't need to put yeah. different diffs in it or winch on it. Like You can literally drive it out and go straight up the biggest hill you can find. Yeah. And it will eat it for breakfast. Um, and that really is what the but Wrangler does so well. Is you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to modify it at all. I think without question, it is the most serious off-road off-roader off the shelf. You I'm going to put that to the test because I'm going. I look to be lining one up as my next long-term car. Ooh. I'm going to point it at the biggest hill. You're going and to forward every stream and the power of ineptitude on it and see if it can help me. I would say that was way. the last time we'd ever see Andy, but as we know from countless yeah. um, anecdotes, is that he can see seemingly cheat death in a number of different yeah. automotive relations. He's in the middle of the Simpson Desert and it goes bung. Yeah. He'll somehow rope two kangaroos together and yeah. sand surf back to Melbourne. Yeah, go. yeah exactly. So Maybe we look forward to hearing all about that. Um, yeah, other... Uh, candidates in the 4x4 of the year this year was the, the other one that stood out was the Jimny oh I love that car so and so do I and, it, and, and there was a huge spread of cars there I think the most expensive thing was a $120,000 uh, Land Rover or Range Rover they had in there mm-hmm. oh it was the Discovery I think. yeah, yeah. Discovery they, they had some pretty cool things to say about the Great Wall Ute as well which you know it's, it's easy to, to pile on onto these cheap things like that yeah. and, and, and write them off as yeah but you remember the Musso crew. like the first I think it was the Sangyong was it Ah, yeah. The first right. Musso was like, uh, but um, apparently the new ones, yeah, pretty good. I love that. I took the Musso to the Denny Ute Master, and I loved it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think it looks quite cool. It looks quite. It looks great. I mean, yeah. I cannot believe how much car you get for the cash. Yeah, it's amazing value for money. Seven year warranty too, I think. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Virtually unrivaled. It's totally unrivaled. Well, no, Kia obviously is doing. Yeah, it for a for a hardcore, for a hardcore totally. sort of truck or Ute that tends to get a punishing to have seven years is. They might be Pretty regretting impressive. that when they realise how Australians use utes. Yeah, it's maybe right, yeah. So, 4x4 of the year opened the evening. Um, one last note I'm going to say on that. It's a bit of a pat on our own backs. The way that car was presented was bloody awesome, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so, new initiative for the AMAs last last night was uh, each winning car was accompanied by a musical number live. And for someone who is a child of 1980s instrumental music, having a 
rocking guitarist in the back of the Wrangler pumping out Surfing by, Surfing with the Alien by Joseph Chiani was unexpected and very welcome. It was so good. Yeah. It, I mean, what a great track for a start. And I think it would be, well, maybe I can speak slightly as a guitarist, like, to play that, that's a really hard song. Yeah, play. yeah. To play that song moving backwards, because he was facing the opposite way, in, in a the moving back. vehicle that was going up and down ramps and stuff like that, yeah. would be extremely difficult. That would be very tricky. I yeah. thought he was going to get plucked off by the lighting rig. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to him. Well love to see that. Yeah, he was awesome. And he looked like he was, it was easy. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, let's move on to a different award, shall we? Yes. Okay, so 4 by 4 we're done with. Um, I want to go to Witchcast Style Award next. Yeah. This is an award. It's probably the most recent of the four. Mm-hmm. It's de- Sorry, it's definitely the most recent of our four awards. And some people question the relevance of it, and I'm happy to defend it <clears throat> every time. So we don't really talk about, in any given car review, we don't really ever talk about styling and aesthetics because it's mm-hmm. so subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't say in a review, this car looks great. You can, but it's very opinionated. Yeah, exactly. Because just because you think it's great. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. However, the way a car looks is a hugely important part about the way someone purchases a car. Absolutely. For virtually everyone, it's the first contact you have with the car is with your eyes. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? How about we do this? Let's do blind car reviews. Yeah. Great idea. Okay. Do you not actually get to look at it at all? Make up your own mind without any kind of aesthetic or design coming into it at all. And if you're driving it around blind, it's going to look very different by the time you're finished than when you start <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So. Set up a little figure of eight course. And yeah. So even though we don't really mention styling and aesthetics and design in conventional reviews, it's massively relevant and important. So yes. the Style Award was created to kind of acknowledge those those excellence uh, in design and styling. And so to do that, we get a bunch of people together who are supposed to know what they're talking about when it comes to that, and they do. It's a really diverse background of um, professions and expertise. We get uh, Paul Berenger, who has an entire career as an actual car designer, so he's mm-hmm. obviously one of the most sort of um, valuable judges. But then we get fashion designers. There's a guy who designs watches there this year. Um, yeah, and these people come together. A lot of them, I think we had like 11 judges this year. See, because it's, it's called the Witchcast Style Awards, but it's not just style. It's like, like design is more than how good something looks. It's exactly the functionality. You know, yeah, functionality. Yeah, functionality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, if something looks good or is aesthetically pleasing, but also ergonomically sound, then yeah. that would probably be a Witchcast Style Award winner. Totally. Yeah. And this year, we kind of tried to focus a little bit more on um, technology. Uh, and I think probably the functional word this year was kind of cool. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to find the car that is just cool. And Lo and behold, the Jeep Wrangler was in that as well. I would have voted for the Jimny, I think, because the Jimny's cool. Well, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. It was nominated, so that's all right. Yeah, well, the, the, the Wrangler kind of covers that, yeah. that base in that it's a very form-follows-function car. It looks the way it does because it has a job to do. Um, every candidate we had was really well-picked because it really polarised the judges. Um, so were there lots of dissenting voices? Were there arguments? There, there were, actually. It yeah. was a bit of a heated debate come the end of the day. Fisticuffs? Not quite, but we will be... I'm going to be encouraging it next year. Handbags at dawn? I think a a mud wrestle to the death, really. It's probably the way we'll decide next year. Um, The one that really got me was the Toyota Supra. I thought that was going to... We took that along, and it didn't really garner that much praise. It was the finalists, though. Well, oh, no. no. I mean, there were eight finalists, really. Oh, were there? Yes. Okay, sorry. I'll um, yeah, I, I, t- I would expect that to get butchered by people yeah, who, really? who know styling. Yeah, I think so. There's 
It's got styling and it's got a lot of it. Well, I think the only way that car does well is because people know what the previous generation Supra looked like. Mm. And as an homage to that, it works really well. But if it, if you didn't know what Supra was, you'd just go, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And that's kind of what they, that was the conclusion they drew. It's always to me. Like I know nothing about style. Like I, I like some things. I don't like other things. But that's. Would well, pure... you want to just step outside the studio for a minute until we finish talking about the which car bloody style award? No, I'm going to put my two cents in as irrelevant <laughs> as they are. Okay, and they absolutely are. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the top three. The top three were the Range Rover Evoque, mm-hmm. the McLaren GT. Oh really? Yes, and the Tesla Model Three were our top three. Interesting. Um. The McLaren was also another interesting one. It was that people just instantly sort of poured all over it because it's a supercar and it was mm. in this amazing sort of bronze colour. And but then actually, once they started unpicking it, they they sort of kind of lost some interest. It was sort of I don't know. It was all bluster and kind of sensation. And then they were like, oh, yeah, kind of any supercar could have done that trick, and that one didn't do anything really much better than it all the other. Good though, that car. It does. It, yeah, it does. It, it does, does move McLaren's design language along a little bit as well. Like if you look. Like a 570S and a 720S, similar sort of silhouettes yeah. and shapes. Whereas, you know, I think the GT is a little bit more rounded, a little bit more maybe feminine. Can I say that? Like, you know, more of a softer shape. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can say yeah. it. Whether it's right or not, we yeah. don't know. Um, the other one, the other thing that really got me with that car is its ground clearance because it's supposed to be a much more practical and usable one. It's, it actually has a fair like bit like of wrangler, space it? underneath it. A wrangler. Yeah, pretty much. It's the off-road McLaren. How, what's its waiting depth? N- none. How's its departure angle? On it. yeah. <laughs> Better than every McLaren before, I think. Well, there you go. Yeah. Very good. Um, and the Range Rover Evoque was also a really, really popular one. People loved it. I mean, the thing that that waded in with just so much kudos with the badge mm. already. You know, but everyone, that's such a stylish brand and it does really well in that kind of... Um, that would have good waiting depth. It, de- it definitely would. But it's the littlest one, and that's the concern I had with that car, is because the whole family has that design language now. Mm. I was worried it might not apply very well to the smallest member of the family, which it is now, the Evoque, even though it's not particularly small. Uh, but no, I was completely wrong, and everyone loved it. And but it didn't win. One? The Tesla Model 3 was our outright winner. Um, which is an interesting choice, because to look at it, it's not a wildly flamboyant shape, or even particularly, you know... Something that's come from the studios of Jajara or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it looks yeah. a bit of an amphibian, doesn't it? From the yeah, front. but I do quite like the look of it. I think it's a more interesting shape than a Model S, for instance. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the smaller cars get generally, the more challenging they become to make handsome and kind of hmm. impressive. My favourite example of that is um, Audi's S3 sedan. I thought, I mean, small sedans are inherently yeah. difficult to make look, look great, and they absolutely nailed that. There's and no the new A1. Hey? The new A1 looks, looks yeah, 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 somehow mature and uh, sophisticated, but yeah. it is a little diminutive car. Yeah. So, so the Model Three, uh, in the end, took the took out the gong because mm-hmm. it was a total grower. People initially were sort of a bit under, not underwhelmed, but just sort of, you know, like you say, it's, it's not a standout. It doesn't really sort of, mm. it's not a head turner. Um, and absolutely the same applies to the interior. There's nothing in there. You get mm. in, it's there's no switches on the dash. It's all just one big screen and very. But that really grew on the judges. It, it was it was the farting indicators on it that got it over. Yeah, oh, it was a missions man. testing mode. I had wasn't it? so much fun with that because <laughs> no one knew obviously what it was doing. I, mm. I think either they all enjoyed it or they just thought I was the most flatulent man on the earth <laughs> by the end of the. the so there we go. Yeah, that was the Tesla Model Three. Deserving. Um, it's a car that featured in not just one of our uh, awards, but actually three. And that leads us quite nicely into our third award of the evening, Scottles Newman. Yes, uh, Performance Car of the Year. 
we crowned the best fast car of the last 12 months. And drum roll, it was the Porsche 911 Carrera S. Right. Which isn't necessarily a surprising choice because Porsche do really, really, really good performance cars. How many times? Come on. How many I believe times it is the 15th victory of 24 occurrences. That's a good Holy strike, right? It's not bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, you never have any trouble getting a car out of Porsche for the, for the performance car? No, they're always pretty confident. Um, not every manufacturer is. But then if you're going up against Porsche, then... Um, it's interesting, though, that last year we had the GT2 RS, which won. I didn't actually vote for. I voted for the M2 competition, but still, it won. Yeah. Um, which is their unholy track weapon. But it's interesting, like, in a lot of ways, even against our criteria, which are performance-focused, the Carrera S is a better car. It is a better car than the, than the GT2 RS. It's not as fast, but mm. um, I think the way that they've enhanced... Porsches have always done well on performance because they drive really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and more often than not, its performance scores are easily enough to account for any shortcomings, which aren't many, but, you know, road noise, uh, maybe the ride's a bit stiff, yada, yada. With the 992, like, it rides beautifully. It's yeah. still a bit noisy in terms of road noise, but it's not that bad. The interior has had a massive lift. Yeah. So things like livability and stuff like that, which maybe historically have been a weak point and no mm. longer an issue so at that point if you're getting like 19 out of you know if you're getting the high scores across the board in performance and in livability then it's a bit of a no-brainer uh, well, how I've got two questions I don't want to forget either first one is um, what's the general response been from your audience about another Porsche winning and second of all in some ways I feel like you have the toughest job in all of the awards because if it's 4 by 4 of the year you, all you do is you throw these machines at mountains and the first one that the end falls off loses <laughs> and you just keep doing that until one stops breaking yeah. or it gets to the top. But what you have to do is... is whatever, as, whatever runs out of tyres last is the winner for us. No, you see, yeah. <laughs> and I know that you've fallen into sort of a, um, a bit of a trap previously where you almost start reviewing them like race cars and, of course, that defeats the whole point yeah, yeah. of the object yeah. of the, the exercise. So I would find it really difficult to sort of just, just rein in your... your performance buds just mm. a little bit so you're not at that full kind of because you test them on track and road yeah. um, so finding that f- fine envelope at the very edge of performance where it's still a usable road car but absolutely sensational on the track as yeah. well that must be really difficult to find that, that good balance um, what helps is that a few years ago we sort of revived criteria and scoring based judging Right. Um, we thought, felt it needed a little bit more transparency in how we um, what what cars did well in what criteria? Yeah. Um, so we did that, and that helped. And I think, well, for me personally, it's like it's almost like let the scoring take care of it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not a comparison test. Everyone goes, oh, well, you know, of course it's nine eleven is better than a Genesis. It's not the point. Like it's you know, like when the Civic Type R won, it was a better hot hatch than a Cayman was a sports car or yeah. an A63 was a super sedan. Like, that's the thing. Each car is judged on its own merits. Yeah. Um, it's the same at the moment. Um, so, we do have livability criteria in there. We have right. value criteria in there. Okay. Um, it's weighted less, because it's performance car of the year, than the actual outright performance and dynamics and yeah. stuff like that. But it's still there, and certain cars do fall down on that. Like Because it's, it's the most amazing car ever to drive on a track... If you don't want to ever drive it on the road, then yeah, it's a bit yeah. pointless. Like, okay, yeah, fair point. So, you know. And also the point you make about um, 
the, the same rules apply to all of our awards. They're not competing against each other. Yes. They are being assessed in their own right. That's right. And that said, you know, so you could have only two vehicles in a competition yeah. one year and either could win. Yes, exactly. Um, and we have an accessibility criteria in there as well because I think it, for us it's important that we are not race drivers. Our readers aren't racing car drivers. So yeah. therefore... Again, it could be the best car in the world, but if no one can feels comfortable to drive it beyond six tenths, then it's sort of irrelevant what performance envelope it has. Sure. Yeah. So I mean that's why the nine eleven just gets such good scores across the board. It's an easy car to drive. It's an easy car but still to get the best out of. Yeah. Um and it's bloody brilliant to drive. We love that car. Um you you obviously liked it. Um just a little side issue. Do you know why that car didn't appear in Evos? Car of the year. I do not. Oh, okay. That, that I know they don't like it very much. Yeah, they took they took a, a Cayman, I believe it came. Yeah, in GT4, Cayman GT4. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, left the 911 at home. I mean, essentially, really? the, some yeah. of the UK coverage has been not super flattering about that car, and I just, you know, bloody to the, palms. To their, yeah, bloody English people. Honestly. Um. So it's, back. It's, to... it's a very hard car to, like, at the end of the week, you look at it and go, well, "What's wrong with it? How would I improve it?" Yeah. And in some of the cars, that's quite easy to find. It's quite easy to go, well, I think this should be better. I think that should be better. Um, and the 911, it's like, mm. like I said, previously you'd go, well, it'd be nice if it had a nicer interior or the ride was a bit calmer yeah. for everyday use. And now they've sort of fixed that. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like this button in the interior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably not really worth mentioning. Really, so. so confident winner. And, and yep. back to my other question as well. How have the um the Yeah, I ignored that because I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I remembered. Yeah, yeah. So your your readership and your fans and your followers. Uh how... good, actually. Yeah, good. Um we always steal ourselves for oh of course it did, blah 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 or Porsche Car of the Year, which is But I think people do recognise <laughs> like the excellence in that product. Yeah. Um, whether it's because it's won so many awards or enough people have driven one now. Cayman's 911s to recognise that hey this thing is really really good yeah um, people sort of went yeah that's good that's a deserving winner and my worst thing is the only thing worse than the same car winning every year would be not giving it to that car because it won last year yeah that's yeah. you lose integrity then like the, yeah okay if, if we do this in 60 years time yeah. and Porsche's won 80% of the oh well they made the best car 80% of the time yeah they you, you would be delighted if in the last 12 months something appeared that was Better, better in its yeah. class than a portion. Yeah, yeah. From a yeah. business point of yes. view, it's great to have a shock winner. It's great to go, hey, upset. But if you don't have that car, if nothing stands up to be that good, yeah. yeah. Um, then I it's. Not, I mean, of a quick shout out to a couple of the other cars though. The car that came second, the Mercedes AMG GT63, is an absolute monster. That's I've the never, four door car. I've yeah, never driven like, a. I've never driven a four door car that handles like that, wow. performs like that. Like yeah. even compared to a Panamera Turbo, like Panamera is probably still a nicer car every day. But yeah. in terms of absolute performance that car does things like no other car that size should it do. looked a lot of fun it was uh, Camaro Z01 was fantastic that is an absolute awesome awesome car yeah. and the Supra is very good we, you know as a performance car for me it didn't do anything like really brilliantly but it's one of the you like again you look at the, let the scores take care of it and you look and it's got high scores across the board because it's yeah. just really good to drive yeah. Yeah. nice car to drive every day yeah great performance not that expensive and next year, you might have the Porsche Taycan to usher in a whole new era. Of- this year, well, you know, if it'll be next year's, what we'll do the test this year is going to be ridiculous for fast cars, um, 
Fiesta ST, Focus ST, Mustang R-Spec, Audi RS6, Audi RS7, uh, Taycan, Cayman GT4, 911 Turbo. Wow. Uh, you know. So you got it's, two Porsches in it. Well, well, it's going to be a case of what I mean. Do you take the Do you take the seven eighteen GTS four liter? Do you take the Boxster Spy? Do you take the Cayman GT four? Do you take what, the if they give you all of them? It's an embarrassment of riches. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, so it'll be horrible this year. You know, this yeah, year. well, it's such yeah, a pain exactly. to do. I'm sorry if you if you're looking for sympathy about how yeah. grueling the task is, you're not going to find it in this room. No, get, it, get in the sea. Seems like a good point to move on to and the. Yeah. As I say, you know, I don't. I don't like to admit it, really, but it's the one everyone really wants. It's the one everyone talks about. Wheels Car of the Year. Yep, it's been going for a very, very long time. Um, this year, it was awarded to the Mercedes-Benz EQC. I did not see this coming. No, neither did I. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's silent, so you didn't yeah, hear it coming you know, either. You well, are a judge. You I, know I, ver- I very confidently said, well, it's going to be the BMW. Three series sort of Porsche 911, isn't it? Like to someone a couple of weeks before yeah. car of the year, yeah. And then this Mercedes turned up, and we all had a we all had a go at it, and we all looked at each other, scratched our heads, and went, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had the money on the Model Three because after I drove that, I thought, given again wheels criteria, it's a forward thinking vehicle. It's yeah. very very safe. It's got class leading technology. Um, it drives really well, so I thought, and I'm glad it did actually. It didn't bomb out in the first round because that yep, shows I know that, nothing. That, but that, that can happen. Um, and the Model Three actually came second. Yeah, all of the judges voted for the EQC apart from one, which is remarkable. It's rare that it would be yeah. unanimous. I imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, one one judge didn't, and that was me. I ruined it for ah. Mercedes. And <laughs> oh. Spoke to spoke to the MD of Mercedes last night, and he said, uh, "Well." I commend you for being honest. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you vote for? I voted for the um, Model 3. Right. Yep. Um, wow. At which point, given it's found so much favour with all the judges, at which, because I peel back the curtain a little bit, so I think the, initially you do sort of static walk-arounds, look at this, the features and the specs, then you drive them at the proving game, then on the road. At which point did it become clear that the EQC was better than it oh, first appeared. very very early it became behind the wheel or going to be yeah, yeah really strong it's, it's it's got a very very good interior finish it's mm-hmm. practical and you know it's it's an unconfronting vehicle and for some people who uh are early adopters they want an EV that really does look like an EV they want a Jaguar mm. I pay want a Tesla Model X something like that yeah. but there's a whole swathe of people in the next generation who who don't want a, a sort of weird radical looking thing mm. they they want something that you know, an SUV does a job. They want something that looks like an SUV, yeah. and and that is the EQC. It's it's a kind of S- EV SUV that requires no excuses. It, it yeah. just does a job. It's really really good. And the, it, um, it was it was quick. It does yeah. does one hundred and four point seven. It was super quiet as you'd expect. It's got amazing um, Euro NCAP safety score. So all these things, function efficiency, too. safety technology, yeah, urine. the ride was urine. just, yeah, yeah the Amazing ride. urine capture. Yeah. It, it, rode, it rode the best out of everything. It almost, like, and nine, that's so important because yeah, so yeah. many cars now don't ride yeah. properly. Yeah. So an SUV's function is to provide transport for a lot of people. Yeah. So if they're not comfortable, then there's no point. Totally. So the fact that it's done that is, a few people would it have won if it was conventionally powered? Uh... That's an interesting one. It, it, it would it would have done very well, but it probably would have been down a little bit on, you know, efficiency. And, yeah. and what's the uh, what's the yeah? Is that the criteria? It would have lost points. Probably in? yeah, efficiency and function maybe. Yeah. Um, tech, but uh, you know, people have said it's it's an expensive car, and it is. It's one hundred and 
38 grand. Yeah. But a Tesla Model X long range is 152. You spec up an I-Pace to yeah. that level, it's 145. So it's competitive. And in the in the top five of Wheels Car of the Year, you know, anything that gets into Wheels Car of the Year this year is a good car. Yeah. Anything that gets into that top five gets a really, really solid recommendation mm, for yeah. us. And we've got stuff like, you know, the RAV4 from 31 or the Mazda 3 from 25, both truly excellent cars. You yeah. know, if, if you're looking for a new car, you want an affordable SUV, that RAV4 hybrid gets a tick yeah. from me. It's like the usual internet thing now. Just because something didn't win. Yeah. It's doesn't not mean black it's terrible. It's not, yeah, no, it's not a no. binary decision. It doesn't mean yeah. that is awful by exactly. association. No, it is still like a, a perfectly yeah, it's yeah. A great car. You, you, you've got to understand how to read yeah. wheels kind of here. Um, like you say, it's, it's judged against criteria not against itself and it's, so you can't it, just do the pictures no, can't go on the pictures no it's, it's the fundamental basis okay. of these things mm-hmm. isn't it you know 16 cars turn up and 15 lose uh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pe- so people are going to be angry and we, we've got people you know on our social media going oh you know what have you done you've given it to an suv and worse than that an electric suv and and we can understand that some people are kind of rusted on guys who will want to drive a it's v8 like the Porsche or thing, like, like the only thing the worst than doing is like if that's the best car there you can't yeah. not give it to it just because, oh, yeah. it's electric or it's an True. SUV or it's True. unpopular well, with our... The CEO know. of Mercedes Horse, Van Senden, said something that really resonated well with me when he received the award. He said, um, yes, it's electric, but it's also an SUV that is that rides beautifully. It's mm. premium, it's got all these, and it's a good size. And he said, you know, and his point is, is that don't, don't say the electric SUV is one. Just say this Mercedes that's the best car is one, you know, yeah, and that's exactly. really that's what we'll all be thinking soon because we, as we progress and sort of evolve into electric cars, then there'll be nothing unusual or unorthodox about well, electric. Well, that's performance. that's exactly right. You know, you look at the some people making a big hoo ha about that Mustang Mach-E, going, oh, you know, as if you know Mustang buyers are into EVs or EV buyers are into Mustangs. It it won't matter soon. It's just no. a Mustang, mm. yeah, you know, a in a different body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does this car appeal to you? Yeah, whatever exactly. it's called. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the pricing is interesting because, yeah, a lot of the thing is, oh, it's unachievable, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I haven't driven the EQC, but it works because it is in the ballpark as an electric vehicle. So if you wanted to go and buy a, like, a GLE 43, like something conventionally powered yeah. of that size... That would be 110, 112. Yeah, 120. It's not, yeah. you know... It is expensive, but again, it's not out of range. If its competitors were eighty grand, yeah, you'd go. Well, that is that's a problem. It's outlandish, yeah. But um, yeah. So and the, and the thing is, you know, people have said, "Are you in touch giving it to this expensive car?" You look back in nineteen eighty one, we gave it to the Mercedes S Class. Mm. These are two hundred grand plus cars now. Mm. Nineteen ninety one, we gave it to the Honda NSX. That's a four hundred twenty five yeah. grand car now. Yeah. Um, so. You know, we, we have in the past rewarded cars that are excellent that, that cost a little bit more, and we've rewarded cars that are excellent that cost a little bit Not less. Not to sound, I mean, you know, I could say it because I can't afford a car like that. But well, I always find it funny to go, oh, no one can afford a car like Go and look at VFAX and go and have yeah. a look at Mercedes, Benz, and Porsche yeah. and Audi's sales figures. Yeah. then come back and tell us that no one can afford these cars. Exactly right. And it comes down to that point that most of the premium car makers make, which is if it was too expensive, no one would buy it. Yes. No, you know, no. so people are clearly willing to spend that amount of money on a car that's worth it. And, yeah. if, we, and if we bloody say it's worth it, yeah. then it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very new car. People aren't used to this EQC yeah. badge yet. Um, and as such, you know, they're, they're, they're groping a little bit as to, you know, what is this thing? So at the moment, it's it seems like a bit of a left field uh, choice. 
But it is the correct choice, I think, overall. It well, seems that every electric SUV that comes along immediately takes the title as the best electric vehicle. I mean, Tesla started with the Model X effectively, didn't it? And then we had the Jaguar I-Pace and that convincingly shat all over the Model X. And now the EQC has come along, and, and I've not driven it yet, but by all accounts, it's an, a quantum leap. I missed that show. Uh, beyond the the um, I-Pace. Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting thing. I think different auto, sort of colour. One's a yeah, bit more dynamic. Yeah. One's a bit more yeah. The I-Pace is definitely go to a, yeah, it's tef- definitely a sportier, more okay. aggressive thing. Yeah. Um, but I think Auto Car did a group test with those cars and with the Audi e-tron, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they they convincingly like the uh, EQC the best. It's it's not the first time an electric car has won Wheels Car of the Year, is it? Um, it's the first time a fully electric right, okay. car has. You know the. Uh, we had the BMW i3, yeah. but that had a range, Rex. Yeah, the range extender version uh, in our test as well. So this is, yeah, it's a little bit of a landmark. Mm. Um, there are a lot of people out there as well who kind of take the opinion that we dudded the Tesla Model S, which by most measures is the most influential car of the mm. last decade. Yeah. Um, in 2014 when that was in, when that was in Will's Car of the Year. And uh, these these same people are, are slightly up in arms about the Model Three not getting up this year. Just thinking though, from purely obviously there's a Witch Car Style Award, which is more visual. So from a pure driving perspective, though, you'd have to say a Mercedes EQC, a Porsche 911 Carrera S, and a Wrangler Rubicon wouldn't be a bad three car garage. Wow. Yeah, actually, yeah, great point. That it would cut. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to think of a base you don't have covered then. Pretty much, yeah. Um, that would be interesting of... to go back over the years and do all all of that. So, what yeah. what four car garage do the four yeah. awards come up with every year? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Which is that the best be all rounder? There you go. There's a story someone can write this afternoon. I, I will wait, make Which one car? one last point on a on on the wheels uh, car of the year. We asked the readers um, online uh, which car would you vote in and. Uh, Despite all this griping about EVs, they overwhelmingly voted for the Tesla Model 3. <laughs> I, I feel slightly vindicated, yeah. personally. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, and there was a lot of love for the RAV4 as well. Yes, yeah. They wanted the RAV4 in there. But, uh, but you told that, them no. Yeah, that was, that was slightly torpedoed. We, we like the The problem with the RAV4, the hybrid, from what I can not, see, is yeah, the, yeah. the hybrid seems fantastic, and it's being rewarded with wait lists and strong sales, which is great. Um did you see one. the bloke asking eighty grand for one? What? Yeah, you, you know, what, you know, you know, people were asking a big premium for the Supra. Yeah, yeah. Um, the wait lists on this Rav4 hybrid have blown out, and some chances asking eighty grand for his <laughs> delivery <laughs> mileage Rav4 hybrid. You know? Amazing. I take, I take my hat off to him. Yeah, you know, yeah, for, yeah. For, yeah. Points for effort. Very enterprising, but well, there you go. An I'll electric car. Electric car has won the. Style Award. It won the Wheels car of the, um, car of the Year. Next year, it's going to win Performance Car of the Year because obviously the Taycan's in it, and that's a foregone conclusion. Yes, so all we need uh, now well, is. Well, let's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the, put your house your house uh, savings on that one. But, uh, <laughs> it's we'll a Rivian to take out. <laughs> yeah, four by four. It's going to be a. Uh, it'll be a G Wiz, I think. Well. <laughs> Another yes, exactly. I'm very much looking forward to the result next year, um, gentlemen. We have run out of time, uh, and this also, inadvertent sauna has been nice. I was going to say probably the most important thing is we leave this room before someone drops dead, which is going to happen quite soon. Um, thank you very much. And also, if you're listening and wondering why the energy levels were a little bit low, it's because the AMAs were last night, and we're all just struggling to stay awake. And I it's promise that next year, degrees in this room. next year, next year, no, next week we will be a little more energetic and back to our former selves. In the meantime, if you want some more entertainment in the way of us, um, check out which cars television series is back on we're up to Woo-hoo. episode 2 on Sundays channel 10 at 4pm 
Uh, and in the meantime, do stay in touch with all of our social medias and the websites and all that stuff. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We will be back where we normally are next week. Thank you. Goodbye.